In a world of uncertainty, one thing is for sure. Cancer doesn't stop during a global crisis. On Saturday, June 13th, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, LLS, will host a trailblazing event, Big Virtual Climb, sponsored by AbbVie. To support their investment in groundbreaking research to advance blood cancer cures and its first-in-class patient education and services, including financial support and clinical trial navigation. Step up to take cancer down by climbing 61 floors or 1,762 steps. Inside or outside, on stairs, on the road, or your treadmill, climb your way. Join us for an opening ceremony and then take on your climb with our heart-pumping playlist. Join us on June 13th from coast to coast as we come together to climb, conquer, and cure. Register at lls.org slash bigclimb. everybody welcome back to another edition of the teardown that's the post-race podcast here on the athletic my name is jeff buck and i'm along with jordan bianchi my co-worker jordan uh there was a race and uh, i think that's that's a start of something that we could say about this race today at atlanta uh <laughs> i don't know yeah it, it, it was a race that happened it was a race that happened it was a race that it was a, with a winner that we thought was going to happen in kevin harvick I uh, wasn't really surprised by the outcome. Uh, Stuart Haas Racing looked fast again. Joe Gibbs Racing looks like they've found something in their Toyotas, and they look like they've got more speed. I was really surprised by the lack of performance from the Hendrick Motorsports Group. Thought this was going to be a race they were going to do really well in. Intermediate track, bumpy racetrack like Fontana. Didn't see it from them today. So, no, you know, really not. Other than that, those are my big takeaways. But, yeah, it was a race. Well, we'll get into the race Um in a minute here, but obviously, uh, something bigger than a race happened, uh, beforehand today. And I think that's significant to talk about now, of course, uh, some people listening, well, hope, hopefully not. I mean, I've blocked so many people on Twitter, but, um, some people listening to this are going to be like, Oh gosh, they're going to talk about this. This is politics. Well, guess what? It's not politics. Number one, number two, I don't care anymore. I'm at the, I'm at the point now where if you feel like talking about, uh, being anti-racism, uh, anti-racist is something that's like somehow offensive to you or, Oh, I wanted to uh, escape from this, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, I, I, I'm like ready to end like friendships over this. I don't well, not just want people to like unfollow me on Twitter. Um, although many people announced, uh, that they were, uh, they would say something nasty before they unfollowed today after I said that. But, um, I, I just, I just don't have any tolerance for it anymore. This is a, a conversation that the entire country is having and all people are asking is, Hey, have some empathy, um, and understand what the black community is going through. Understand that they may have a different experience living in this country than white people do. And, you know, for a lot of, uh, I think the first time for a lot of people, you're really having, um, a, a lot, you know, people be introspective and say, wow, you know, and, and, you know, Every single, well, not every single NASCAR driver, actually, but a lot of NASCAR drivers uh, put together this video before the race that was on all their Twitter accounts, and it said, uh, I will listen and learn. They all had the same caption, and they were all talking about how um, racism racism is something that uh, needs to stop, and they're going to listen and learn more about everything that's been going on. so I thought that was a powerful message. And then of course, with the, with the whole pre-race, um, 
you know, it was, you know, several elements of it, stopping the cars, a message from Steve Phelps. You had an African-American official kneeling um, with his with his fist raised while they were doing that tribute. So um, a lot of powerful imagery considering NASCAR was in, in the heart of the South at Atlanta. Um, you know, obviously a coincidence, but, you know, some people will say, you know, oh, this is this is way overdue. Maybe it is. But I think that there's no deadline at this point uh, in this conversation. So, Jordan, what do you think of everything you saw before the race today? I liked it. I thought it was powerful in some respects. I think Steve Phelps's message was really good. Um, I like the fact that drivers are speaking up. For a long time, the knock on NASCAR has been the unwillingness of some of its most famous drivers to say anything controversial. To And this is not controversial. This shouldn't be controversial. But some people consider this controversial. To speak up on social issues. Um, and they've been very, there's been a lot of reluctance over the years. Um, Dale Earnhardt Jr. has been really, for the most part, largely the only driver that has been willing to do that on a consistent basis. And it's been badly needed for a long time. And so it was good to see everybody this week come out and say, you know what? enough's enough we got to do something and that's a good thing this is this was long overdue i agree with that i but what i go back to is what why did it take so long to get to this point um that that bothers me um i I like the video that came out today my question though is why didn't this video come out a week ago why couldn't well yeah and i think you you raise a very good point and that's something that it is is a valid criticism, and, and that, I, that doesn't diminish the message of the video, which is good. No, it just I feel like I, it, it was just slow. And can I just say one more thing too? Is yeah, um, you know, it, it, there's no doubt NASCAR has a very complicated history with race. I, I, out of any sport out there, I think it's fair to say that I think NASCAR's probably got the most complicated history with race, and it still is complicated. You can't go to a NASCAR race. I, I my last NASCAR race was at Daytona, the Daytona 500. You drive into Daytona every day, guess what I saw? Confederate flags. That's just the truth. And NASCAR's done a good job of trying to get rid of them and trying to shed its image. And I think they've done uh, I think they've done a good job. They, more steps are needed. But that's still there. And it's still going to be there. And it just needs to it needs to go away. It needed to go away a long time ago. Um, and I'm just I don't know, frustrated that it's just it, it we I feel like we should be well past this point, I guess. Well, I mean, all of us should, right? I mean, this is something that, you know. Yeah, I'm talking specifically in NASCAR, but in general, yeah. But I I think that what what is interesting is that, you know, yes, NASCAR, you know, I I was frustrated and I wrote in my top five column uh, after Bristol last week, why aren't, you know, is Bubba, Suarez, and uh, Reddick and Ty Dillon are the only ones who had even said anything about, Mm -hmm. you know, like a a national conversation that was going on a week ago. And that more people need to speak out. And, you know, Bubba expressed some frustration on the Dale Jr. download this week. He said he texted the whole group chain um, with all the drivers and said, look, I mean, you know, you guys, please don't say st- stay silent on this. This is, you know, the yeah. top drivers need to be speaking out. And and they really didn't throughout the week. I mean, they really didn't. Unless you count putting a black square on your Instagram uh, the whole for Blackout Tuesday, yeah. you know. But so, but so you can, you could say... Um, okay, this is overdue and, and it's too late, but it, this is the thing. I think that there is no too late in this because this is forcing a lot of people who 
have never really wanted to dive that deep into it. And, and, you know, you still see the Twitter responses today. It's, it's, it's people who are saying, okay, uh, I, I wanted to turn on the NASCAR race today and, and escape from this. Well, you know, black people live with this every day. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the experiencing racism every day that they can't escape from it. Um, you know what I mean? That's, it's not, they, they don't get a break from it. So, you know, I think it would be different if this was a, a political issue, but I don't see it at all as a political issue. And so I'm more comfortable talking about it. I don't like to, uh, you know, talk politics, but I don't think this is politics. I think this is, this is human rights. Yes. And this is a very basic thing. This is don't hate people. And beyond that, understand the experience that people have. And I think that's the second part. You know, a lot of us before where we can look at ourselves and say, well, I'm not racist. I'm not racist. So I, you know, I, I don't like people who are racist or I don't condone that, but you know, that's sort of as far as it goes, but now to understand, okay, you know, um, there's circumstances that set up for people to fail and it's been ongoing for, for years. And it's been, you know, uh, whether it's policing or, or how communities are divided, things like that. And so, yes, it's, it's a time to learn. It's time to listen and understand why these people are having massive protests all around the country. So, um, you know, black, white, whoever, I mean, a lot of people are coming together to, to try to show strength in this. And, uh, you know, I, I want to add my voice to it too. So I'm, I feel like more emboldened now by seeing that, um, you know, the NASCAR community, I feel like for the for most part is behind this. I got very sure. positive reaction today. And I think, oh, yeah. I of course, too. you'll you'll have, uh, you know, people on the NASCAR Facebook page. We saw some screenshots that was very ugly. I got plenty of ugly tweets. I did. But I think that I would say 90% of them were positive. You know, there was more than I would have liked that were negative, And that's not acceptable. And I blocked those people. And I'm, you know, I think there was a time in my life where I, I was too afraid to say to alienate people or, well, you know, oh my gosh, this guy, he might've said something on Twitter, but eh, maybe I kind of let that slide. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to ruffle, you know, it, it, it I, I'm beyond that point now. And I think that if people are silent now, you know, it's part of the problem. That's nothing's going to change yeah. if people are silent. So to that point, um, I, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think taking attendance is something that you need to do for that, that driver video, but I was disappointed that not all the drivers were, were involved in that. So I hope that when they choose to listen, that they will be part of the conversation and it won't, you know, people will say then, Oh, now you're speaking out. You weren't even in that video, but I, I still don't think it'll be too late because it, this, the whole point of this is to raise, um, you know, awareness of this issue. Um, and that things have to change. And I think a lot of people are are changing and, and realizing that now and willing to have an open mind to it. And that's all it really is. It's about empathy for other people and what they're going through. Sure. So yeah, maybe I, maybe I should clarify. I mean, not too late, I guess, is, is my point is more. I'm to the point where I don't want just words. I want to see action. And I feel like this action has been long overdue. Now, if this moment in time is something that can be that driving force where it changes everything, then that's great. But I just, I, I have this in my concern in the back of my head. I just feel like 
I don't want this to be forgotten. I feel like this may be forgotten, whether it's a month from now or whenever. It's just, you know, it's just everybody's going to kind of move past this and, and really, you know, what's going to change. And I'm worried that this is just going to be that moment where, you know, it's, oh, we remember back when and this happened and we were all upset and, you know, and we and we want to change. And it's like, and then we ended up kind of in the same spot we were. And I'm just tired of that. I actually want tangible change. Well, I, I certainly agree with that. And obviously it's going to have to be more than just words. But I do think this is at least um, a start. I mean, for NASCAR of all sports, again, with its history, uh, with the stereotypes of, you know, racist fans, which, again, I don't think is is the case for the vast majority of fans. Um, but their stereotypes are there. And when you have um, a driver before the, the race wearing a I can't breathe Black Lives Matter shirt, I mean, uh, and, and again, an official kneeling, uh, that we saw with his, with his fist raise, even if you go to what, maybe what was it 2016 or something where, you know, Richard Childress and Richard Petty said, Oh, if anybody was did that, mm-hmm. you know, if anybody would ever dare kneel during the anthem or something like that, you know, we would, yeah. you know, and, and so, so even to this point where you're stopping the cars and you're having a moment and you're ha- addressing it on the Fox broadcast, just in four years, I feel like is a step forward. Now it's a small step and maybe it doesn't mean anything in the long term. Like you said, if if you just go back to, you know, oh yeah, we just forgot about it. we just said something in the moment and we didn't really. But if people are really willing now to speak out and say, you know what? No, I I, I can't let I can't stand by while an entire community experiences this. And I'm sure you feel the same way. I mean, I have plenty of uh black NASCAR fans in my Twitter mentions, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, um, there's plenty of black NASCAR fans and they care about this sport. And, and I was, I felt, um, really sad today. Um, there, I don't know if you listen to Sirius that much, uh, but there's always this guy, Kevin from Virginia mm-hmm. who calls in Yeah, and yeah, he, he, uh, he, he always goes to Richmond races. He always comes to the yeah, tweet nice ups, guy. super, super nice guy. And he also sends many of the, uh, people in NASCAR, extremely positive mentions all the time. Mm-hmm. Hope you have a nice day. I really like this. I hope you just, you know, hope he's you're always, doing well. yeah. yes, all, all the time tweets. And I was, you know, it almost made me want to cry today when, um, he tweeted me and he, he said, I've seen some things since the pre-race ceremony on social media that has been stomach churning and painful. And he put the tear, uh, emoji because he's seeing that, People did, you know, some NASCAR fans did not respond well to NASCAR talking about this. And, you know, and, and that hurts, you know, for, for people that are in the NASCAR community, this is not just like, it's not just like NASCAR is trying to, you know, score some points with people who aren't even NASCAR fans. It's people who are NASCAR fans and they're trying to tell them, look, you, you are an important part of this community. We support you. We have your back. Um, so for people like Kevin to feel hurt, um, you know, that's, that's painful to see. So I hope that, um, I hope people like Kevin, you know, feel supported and not feel alienated by this whole thing. Um, people who are NASCAR fans, there's, you know, people of color, uh, you know, they, they might feel they're, they may feel like they have to be quieter or something because they, they they're not sure how NASCAR fans embrace them, but I don't think it's a case for the majority and the minority, I hope they just go away. This one person tweeted me after the race um, and 
let me pull up the suite here because I was just like, I, I was just like, don't let the door hit you on the way out. For me personally, uh, that was my thing. So this person said, uh, the stands just got a whole lot emptier. What happened? Uh, to the day politics stayed home friends are texting me all day by the dozen saying they are done with nascar after and after 30 years i am one of them i just wrote back to this guy i was like nascar is better off without you if being anti-racist is enough to make you quit watching i mean like wow what a controversial stand that 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 would it's just you know stuff like that just really bothers me but anyway i i just uh this is just you know obviously Small conversations, small steps. It's nothing earth shattering, but I think for NASCAR, it was an important uh, day to show that there's, you know, some, some small measure of progress. Yeah. I think that's a good way to to summarize it. Okay. So let's talk about the race. Um, You know, I think this race was uh, highly forgettable. If you had said, um, oh, there's going to be an Atlanta race, 500 miles for some reason. Um, Atlanta race, 500 miles. It feels longer, uh, doesn't it? After the short races we've had lately. Oh, I mean, we've had what a 300 mile lap or 300 mile race at Charlotte, 300 mile race at Darlington. And then today was 500 miles. It, it just felt longer for some reason. Yeah. Well, yeah. And if you do it mileage wise, it was, it was 250 miles at, at Bristol too. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, but I mean, that was still sort of a longer race, but it's Bristol. So you can forgive it. But, um, but yeah. And, and, and if you were going to say all that and then say Kevin Harvick would win, you'd be like, okay, yeah, of course, of course that's what, it, what would happen. Um, really, I mean, pretty much a dog of a race. The, the rules package, this current rules package just does not seem to, you know, it, there's certain mile and a half tracks where it's great. It, it's really great. But I think those are the high grip tracks, the, the worn out tracks. Um, it just doesn't work as well because mm-hmm. Kyle Bush said after the race, there was not one time all day where he was uh, full throttle all the way around, I think. And with this rules package, you re- it's really much harder to to make that up, make up that ground and, and make gains. So, you know, obviously you had tired people wearing out their tires and that created some comers and goers a little bit, but. I mean, for the most part, just spread out. Uh, it just, it just wasn't. It just didn't work. I don't know. It, and I, I, I just wish it hadn't been 500 miles. I think it might have been a better show at, at 300. Maybe the, not much better, but better. Yeah. What was the time though? Like three and a half hours, 3:45. Three like hours, that? 33 minutes, which is Oof. about average. Yeah. That's that's long. You can't. I just. And we've talked about this before, and I'm, I'm harping on the same subject. But in this day and age, you just that's too long. I mean, and especially now when you've got an opportunity to really kind of showcase your product in the best way. I just, and we've seen it so far, like these 500 mile races are just, you don't need them. They just, they do not put NASCAR in the best light. Well, and you know, you had IndyCar's season opener last night and I, you know, I didn't think that was a great race uh, either by by, by any stretch of the imagination. I thought it was very similar to this race where it was like, you kind of had one driver kind of in control and you had another driver in contention and everybody was just kind of hanging on and trying not to screw up. Yeah. Well, so uh, that race was one hour and 38 minutes. Um, <laughs> so this race was almost two hours longer. And yet, you know, a lot of the same same type action. Um, I just think at some point, again, the crown jewels, I think that's a different discussion. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I don't, you know, the 600 miles, that was really long a couple weeks ago, but for just a normal 
Atlanta race or a normal Texas race mm-hmm. um, to, to do 500 miles. It's, it's excessive. It's just, I just don't see it anymore. And, and the thing is now there's a time, now there's a time too where, you know, they could have easily said, all right, look, because like, for instance, Eddie Gossage, um, at <laughs> Texas always says that Careful. I, I'm not going to give fans. I don't, fans don't want shorter races because they're paying for tickets and they say to me, okay, are you going to make my ticket price less than, you know, because you're giving me less act, less miles. I don't think it's less action, but less miles, less time at the track essentially. But there are no fans right now. There, this is purely, these races right now are purely a made for TV show. There's nobody there. Mm-hmm. Um, so this would be the time where you say, and, and where you could easily get by with it say, Hey, we don't want to use that many tires right now. You know, Goodyear. You know, you could say Goodyear's behind on tires or, you know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I hear you. Or we, may, we need to make for a shorter race day to get people back home. Whatever. You could, you, and people would be like, oh, okay, fine. There's right, a lot of ways to right, spin it. Right. And um, so, yeah, I just I just don't know. I, I was just sitting there today. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, why is this? And, again, Bristol last week. So let me, let me check this before I get myself in trouble here. In but, terms of hours i think bristol was about the same that's what i that's what i want to look at okay so this was three hours 33 minutes bristol last week was three hours 19 minutes and the mm-hmm. number one all-time race in the was it a good race poll 94.9 percent, i believe it was said that bristol was a good race so it's it it's not necessarily about the length i'll give you that but that's some great racing at bristol right that was some yeah. really good stuff a short track when but you're I, talking about a mile and a half track, 500 miles, yeah, that's different. I agree. And I'll, I'll, so just people don't call me a hypocrite. I even thought Bristol was a little bit too long. Like I would have been okay with a 300 lap race there. I, I mean, it was great. It was the best race of the year, best race I've seen in a long time. I just have this hard and fast rule. I just, it has to be a really special case of why a race should go over three hours. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think that's something to look at. NASCAR has been so creative in the, uh, in, in how they've been doing things and the, and the challenges that they've had this year, um, whether it's one day shows or, you know, no practice, the shorter races, weeknight races, all the stuff they've been creative to get these races. in. I, I think this is another thing to just say, all right, guys, let's just, let's just figure this out. There's a lot of racing going on right now. Martinsville's coming up Wednesday. We don't need to be, you know, having drivers pass out after the race. Um, but anyway, uh, so where do you want to go with this race? Because, uh, you know, I mean, Kevin Harvick seemed like the car to beat. For the but, beginning and the end of the race, he, I thought he was really good. It was interesting in the middle yeah. of the race. He just kind of faded, then Boyer came on. And How about Boyer, by the way? Another good run, another strong run where he looked like he could potentially win the race. And then just at the end, just completely you know derailed and something happened and poor finish. I mean, it's like it's just like predictable at this point, isn't it? I mean, he's of, running in the yeah. top 10. You're just like, well, something's going to happen to With him. I'm or, just running in the top 10. It's like he's leading. Like he's yeah, he is a, a traditionally a driver who leads a bunch of laps, but he's led a bunch of laps this year. He's running up front very consistently and the finishes just are not there. It's, it's very interesting. And then two other quick observations, kind of in the same vein, William Byron, another early issue, completely derailed his day. Have, they've had speed in their car this year, just not the finishes. Eric Jones, the same thing where they've had speed and, you know, Jones again got in today with Christopher Bell. And it's just, you just kind of see these patterns with some of these guys now they're through the beginning part of this year where 
they're just the execution is not there from beginning to end and, it, and it's costing them yeah i mean it's it's a tough balance because you know with this package you really have to go for it while people are there you really have to get them on restarts but there's obviously a limit right like there's you know you can go over the line very easily or somebody you know if you're just racing somebody close they can make the mistakes not even you making the mistake and then your day's screwed um you know you get in this pattern where you got to go on pit road and then you've mm-hmm. done this and this happens and then you're speeding and you know it's your whole day's just ruined so mm-hmm. but it is it do, it does seem to happen to the same guys uh fairly often where some of the other people do stay out of trouble um i mean you know like let's look at this top 10 today i mean this this top 10 it was so like oh well yeah duh i mean none of, <laughs> not a single surprise okay kevin harvick Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, Kurt Busch, Jimmy Johnson, Chase Elliott, Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano. Those are, I mean, I'm scrolling down here, but more or less the top 10 drivers in the sport, right? Yeah. I mean, lar- I mean, like, I mean yeah, largely. Who, who's who's not in the top 10 that you would say? I mean, Alex Bowman's had a good, pretty good year. Um, you know, Kenseth, but he hasn't really been amazing since he came back you have boyer down there william byron but i mean the pretty much the top 10 yeah essentially best drivers finished in the top 10 all today. of the championship contenders finished in the top 10 today i would i will take any of those 10 guys win the championship and i will give you the other 30 guys and i bet you i win so that's not a coincidence right no, i mean that's not and and because it's you look at the you look at the teams right and and a lot of these guys have the same equipment whether it's you know, Eric Jones, not to be overly critical of him, because again, it didn't seem like it was a mistake as his fault, but he also does, you know, may have put himself in that position three wide or whatever, right? So, um, you know, his, his other Joe Gibbs racing teammates all finished in the top five. Kevin Harvick, I mean, what is Stuart Haas racing at this point without Kevin Harvick? That's a great I mean, question. And it's something I've always thought. I mean, if you look at them, they have four drivers in their team. Kevin Harvick's the only guy who legitimately can win the championship. I mean, it's just that's the case, and it seems like he's the only guy who can contend on a weekly, week to week basis for these wins. Everyone else's things just kind of need to go their way for things to happen, and it's it's an interesting setup at, at Stuart Haas Racing because it is Harvick, and then it feels like it's everyone else. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, it's just uh, you know, obviously there's luck involved in these races at times, and and all sorts of things happen, but it's amazing how things just always seem to shake out where you have these guys end up rising to the to the top these guys know how to to run a full race and i don't know what exactly all goes into it every single thing but so jordan nascar is soon not going to be the only sport back basketballs returning soon and after the whole michael jordan documentary that was on espn the debate rages on who is the goat in basketball but one thing we know for sure is manscaped is the goat for men's grooming did you know this I did not, but now I'm learning. Yes. Well, they are our sponsor this week, so I'm going to tell you about that. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Okay? I'm I'm just... This is just the facts. I'm just reading this to you here. This is important. Okay. You may be learning something here. Yes. Because of their ceramic blade and the skin-safe technology that they have, your snags, that sounds very painful, will be reduced very... Oh, I cringed. While designing your own triangle offense down under, hmm. I would like to note that I just read that line 
without cracking up. Okay, everybody that's listening, (laughs) I want kudos to having read that line in the ad without having like, uh, you know, missed a beat. Okay, so I'm just going to keep keep plugging along here. The um, Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0 essentials kit. You get the wink, wink. There. Yeah, I got it. Package, yeah. yeah, the perfect like package. package. Yes, the perfect package 3.0 kit comes with the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 water resistant cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when we're done quarantining. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code THEATHLETIC. All right, so Jordan, when we talk about this race, um, you know, obviously I was the king of the was it a good race poll last week because it was uh, an all-time high. Way, I, think. I am on a run. I'm on a run. I, I stopped keeping score because I don't I don't like to rub it in. That's so, fine. Yeah. That's just fine. My interest is low, so <laughs> my interest is high. I like to I like to win. I don't I don't want to be because you know people tweet us about this. As soon as the poll comes out, they go, "Whoa, Jordan really missed it this week." I've been hearing that a lot lately. Sometimes yeah, they don't even tag you, and I I don't want to I don't want to forward it on to you. People no, just I saw it last week, and people are like, yeah. "Oh, you screwed that." And I fully admit, I completely whiffed on last week. I. I'm just always. I, here's the thing. I overthink these things. I, I you know, I, I don't think that I, my opinion is always the same as other fans. So I try to think like what I think fans are thinking like, and then it's just a, it's a mind meld, and it's 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 a mess. Okay. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, you are big word J on 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 words with friends. So you're winning on that. I assume you're, if you're still playing. I don't know I if you are, not. but oh, okay. Well, you were winning. If you need to win more, if you need a self confidence <laughs> boost. That's where you can win. My only self-confidence boost is uh, is is winning on the was it a good race poll. So, you know, that's that's all I, I can win at. I'm not I'm not racing or anything like that. I'm not an eye racing. You know, so. <laughs> anyway, so with this race, uh, don't think it's going to be going over too well. I think it's going to be quite the drop off, but I'm not sure how low. So, who do you, you want to start, or do I have to go first here? I'll- uh, I have a number, so if you if you needed more time, go ahead, uh, or I'll go. But it's up to you since you won last week. I think you should go first. Sure, I'll say fifty percent. Oh, Jordan, <laughs> too high. Last too week low. you were, last week you were too pessimistic, and this week I fear you have been far too uh, optimistic. I'm. I, I hate I, this thing. <laughs> This is the highlight of my week. This is the highlight like, of my we week. We do the podcast every week, and it's like, cool, I'm looking forward to doing the podcast. And then we get to the end of it, and like, oh, damn, we got this stupid poll thing to do. <laughs> like, I, I literally, and, I like, and I'm like, okay, how can I spin that? I'm like, whatever, okay. Uh, I think this is going to be um, not too well received. I think it's going to be in the 30s. It's just where in the 30s it will fall. I'm trying to, I, I pulled up the historical data here. It's probably cheating. But I'm looking at the all-time chart. Um, I think that this was, you know, not a super competitive race, and so I think it's going to end up high 30s. You know, there was a um, there was a Michigan race that Harvick won uh, a few years ago, 2018 mm-hmm. uh, Michigan race, and um, it just it not a lot happened. If I'm if and that, that one got 38 percent. It, that the Coke 600 of 2018, which Kyle Busch dominated and won, also got 38. percent So I'm going to go 38 percent right there. I think it's going to fall right in line 
um, with those type of, of races. Just not enough I happened. I think you're no. right. I think you nailed it. And, and you know, if there had been a late caution, I thought, I'm sure somebody's tire was going to come apart and there'd be late caution, but no, no late caution. That would have, that would have bumped it up because you probably would have gotten some interesting action and a good finish and might've quote saved the race, but I just don't, ah, sorry, but Hey, the good news is here. Martinsville is Wednesday. So that'll be fun, right? Martinsville is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to it being a Wednesday night, weeknight race. I'm curious to see what the television ratings are going to be like. And Martinsville usually delivers, you know, tempers, angry drivers, people mad, shoving people out of the way on the racetrack, maybe shoving each other out of the way on the, on the pit road. I like Martinsville and it usually, uh, it usually delivers. And I think the fact that it's going to be at night is going to add another element to it. Yes. I think yeah. first, first night race, uh, at Martinsville, boy, I'm sad to be missing this one. I got to say, I am. So this one's going to be hard to watch yeah. on TV. This one in Talladega coming up are the two races. It's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are the, those are the two. I, I just wanted to be at the first ever Martinsville night race. That's yeah, oh, man. I was looking forward to but that. I can make, the, I can make you feel better though. Let me tell you this. Okay. Okay. Because the Martinsville fall race is going to be even better because it is the last race before the championship four field is set. And that race I think is going to be absolute chaos. And I think we should be, we are probably going to be there in all likelihood. Well, I like your optimism. I hope you're yeah, right. I, hope I, try. We are, I hope we are back by then. Um, Sounds like fans will be returning uh, as soon as next a week from today at, at Homestead, right? Or at least at least yeah, the military. They're going to be military. Yeah, I mean, it's so. it's kind of like a soft open, I guess, is how you'd probably describe it. And yeah. you're going to see a few. You're going to I think the number is right around 500 or so, I was told. And then Talladega, um, people I've talked to, um, they, I, I think you may see fans at Talladega. I would not be surprised if it happens. After that, we're not going to see it in Indianapolis, which we thought was going to happen. Um, if it doesn't happen at Talladega, I think Texas is going to be the, the first race where fans will be there. All right, one last thing before we go, Jordan. And this, you know, obviously it's a really tough week in the country, really tough year for everybody. But we also had a tough day at the Athletic on Friday. We learned that uh, 46, I believe, was it 46 people? 46. 46 of our colleagues lost their jobs. You know, the athletic um, is not immune to everything that's been going on with this pandemic. And though NASCAR has been back, uh, the other sports haven't. And that's really impacted um, the bottom line at the athletic being a subscription website, you know, that, that's uh, that hurts. And so uh, we had to say goodbye to 46 of our colleagues. We just want to say, we want to acknowledge that um, that really sucks. But, um, we're still here. We want to let you know that the motorsports team uh, all made it through. We're very grateful for that. And a large part of that has to do with your support. Um, the subscribers who subscribe to The Athletic, uh, you know, you are sending a message that NASCAR is something that they need to keep going. And so this is a time where you know, obviously it's, you know, 40 something million people unemployed. But if you could, consider subscribing to the athletic at some point if you like what we do and uh you're not a subscriber that would really mean a lot uh because it shows them that we're worth keeping around and we'd like to keep doing this as long as we can for those who do subscribe again we are so appreciative uh to you thank you for all your support and uh the message that you've sent that nascar is worth covering and motorsports are worth covering so um 
We will talk to you next week on the free episode next Sunday. There will be a bonus episode Wednesday night for subscribers only after the Martinsville race. So please join us uh, only on The Athletic for subscribers for that. You can subscribe by clicking on any of our Twitter links to our stories. It will then prompt you to get a subscription to The Athletic. And again, we'd appreciate if you do that. So um, on behalf of Jordan and myself, thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you next time on The Teardown.